We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. The Chicago Bulls select Kobe White. Levine with the runway. Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. As always, I'm joined by Jason Pat. Jason, you are a new homeowner. You have made the jump to the suburbs. How's it going, bro? Are you super exhausted? What's it like to own property? Because I don't own any. <laughs> uh, definitely tired. It's been a long week of moving and all that fun stuff. Uh, just coming to you right now, I'm sitting on the floor in my basement because we have like no crap in our house yet. But uh, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, and obviously, turning to the Bulls, uh, not much going on besides we we now know the schedule for the 2021-22 season that was released yesterday uh, at 2 p.m. So the Bulls open their open next season against the Detroit Pistons. Actually, let me pull up the schedule right now. I had it up. I believe that is home against the Pistons. Am I crazy? Well, here we go. It's at on the road in Detroit. I'm an idiot. October 20th in Detroit. So that's kind of a fun opener against Cade Cunningham, Central Division team. Uh, a very winnable game for the Bulls. Uh, but then, like, and they played. It looks like they played Detroit twice in the twice in the first week, and then they their home openers a couple days later, uh, October 22nd against Zion and the Pelicans. Uh, obviously, some the Lonzo Ball factor there as well. So that's kind of fun. Uh, rounding out that first month, we got Toronto, the Knicks, Utah, and then things. I mean, the the beginning of the Bulls schedule is absolutely brutal. One of like the first things I noticed, besides the lack of TNT Bulls, which we will talk about soon enough here, but the beginning of this Bulls schedule is absolutely brutal. After like that, going into November, starting basically, I mean, the Knicks game, that twenty eighth on October, and then we got the Jazz the thirtieth, and then we got Boston, Philly, Philly, Nets, Mavs, Warriors. Clippers, Lakers, Blazers, Nuggets, just and then Knicks again, and then Pacers back to back. That's just an insane stretch of tough games to start the season. Uh, that we do that part of that those, those Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, Blazers, Nuggets games. That's all part of a road trip, uh, the West Coast road trip. So like this Bulls team, a lot of new pieces they'll be working in. They are going to be challenged right off the bat, and we're going to see what they're made of. I know this kind of was this, the case last year. We talked about that. It was like a really tough start of the season and ended up not being quite as tough. A lot of 
who knows what's going to happen with like COVID in the season as well. But on paper, again, this is after that like first week or so, just an absolute just uh, just terror of a schedule to start the year. Yep, I noticed the same thing too. So you have at Detroit, then home against New Orleans, home against Detroit. Uh, I mean, hopefully three and zero on that stretch, right? Like two and one at the absolute worst. And then it gets really tough. Uh, I was going to say the November schedule was just super, super difficult. But you correctly pointed out that the last two games in October are also home against the Knicks, home against the Jazz. So both of those are going to be tough. And even the game before that is at Toronto. That's not exactly a gimme by any means necessary with the Raptors back uh, in their home arena. They are playing in Toronto this year, correct? Uh, I believe they should be, yeah. Yeah, so... Dude, the November stretch is That's brutal. very, very difficult. And then you go into December, it's at New York, at Brooklyn, home against Denver. You got a game at Miami in there. You're at Toronto, home against the Lakers, uh, home against the Pacers the day after Christmas. The Bulls, of course, aren't playing on Christmas. A back-to-back at Atlanta. And then they have a game at home against Atlanta two days later. So, for sure, super difficult. From what I can tell, it looks like the schedule gets easier in February. This has been a trend for the Bulls over the last few years, I feel like, that they've made a run in February. So in February, I mean, obviously you open up with at Indiana. So you, you open up with Orlando, then it's at Indiana, Philadelphia, Phoenix, at Charlotte, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Sacramento, Atlanta, Memphis. So at least you have a stretch of six home games in a row there in February. And that that little stretch right before like the all-star break, Timberwolves, Thunder, Spurs, Kings. Like that's, those are games at all at home. Like that's, if the Bulls are like legit, you got to go like three, one, four, and oh in those games. Dude, how about six and oh? Like I'm talking about that stretch like in February. Like they might need to make up some ground in the standings, right? And it'll be interesting to see like, can the Bulls beat really good teams? Can they beat teams that are in a similar tier to them, such as the Knicks, Boston? Uh, you know, we can debate whether or not Miami's there. You could throw Washington in there, probably. You could probably throw Toronto in there. We'll see, you know, how Toronto looks as the year goes on. But, uh, you know, the Pacers are going to be another one. Like, can the Bulls beat the Pacers? So this schedule is going to be tough, dude. Like, looking at the schedule, I'm becoming a little less optimistic, but no less excited. Right, like I'm super excited for this season to go down. Uh, I think the Bulls are going to be very good, but the thing that jumps out to me is just how pretty much the majority of the league is going for it this year. Like there are not a lot of gimme wins. And just to contrast that against, like, as a White Sox fan, I feel like the White Sox just have gimme wins constantly. Just being the shit good. Good, but their division sucks in so many teams in baseball are like not trying to win. Whereas in the NBA, this is awesome. This is what you want. But it feels like the majority of the league is going for it right now. There's not a lot of teams that are like, yeah, we're going to get them in three to five years. The Bulls are obviously one of those teams. They made that transition after they hired Karnaschovas that they were a team that was now looking to compete immediately. So this is what they got. And, you know, I said this after they made the moves. Uh, in our immediate free agency reaction pods, that one of the best things about what the Bulls did this offseason is it's going to make the regular season super compelling, right? So now 
these Bulls Knicks games are just going to be all out wars. Like, can we buy tickets already to this October <laughs> 8th Knicks game? That's going to be incredible. Uh, is a United Center game. It'll be the first chance to see the Bulls against a definite playoff team. That'll be the fifth game of the year. So that'll be super fun. And yeah, like, there's just, there's going to be so many hotly contested regular season games on this schedule. That's the thing that jumps out to me. Absolutely. And now, like, speaking of highly contested and with just, like, high-profile games, I mentioned the TNT Bulls. Uh, I was very disappointed. I know the Bulls haven't won anything in years. They've been awful for the last four seasons. I thought they'd get a little more national TV love uh, just in general. They got Technically, they got 12 national TV games. Seven of those are NBA TV. I barely, I feel like I barely count those as national TV. They got four games on ESPN. We have uh, the first one is Brooklyn in January. They have one at Charlotte uh, in February. They have a home game, Milwaukee on ESPN. Uh, where am I missing one? Am I so you're missing, missing one? November 12th game against the Warriors. Well, I mean. Yeah, that's the first one. The first one, yeah, that's sorry, yeah. I was looking at the schedule wrong. Yeah, Warriors at Golden State to kick off that West Coast road trip is a Friday night uh, at at the Chase Center. That is the first ESPN game for the Bulls. And then the Brooklyn one. Uh, then uh, Charlotte and then Milwaukee is the last ESPN game. That is on Friday, March 4th at home. So they have two home games on ESPN two road games, and then they'd have one TNT game, but it's on the road. I believe that is on Martin Luther King Jr. Day in Memphis, uh, 2.30 on Monday, January 17th. Awesome. So that's one TNT game only, and it's on the road. So the TNT Bulls and their – I'd have to look up the streak again. I don't even know what it's at this point because it's been, like what, five damn years since they've played this home a home game on TNT in the regular season. I think it's like a 20-something game winning streak at home. Uh, they're not going to get that chance. There is, I think they – do, they do flex games, right? on national TV, like, towards the end of the season, like the NFL, right? I think so. Yeah, so, like, there are a couple possible opportunities here at the towards the end of the season. You mentioned that Atlanta game at the end of February is a Thursday at home, 7 p.m. If the Bulls are in it, the Bulls, if that's, like, got some playoff implications, like, maybe that game goes to TNT. And then looking at this March 31st game to end that month, that's home against the Clippers. That's also a Thursday. I could see that game possibly getting flexed. And I haven't looked at like, the other games that are scheduled for that those days already. But uh, I, I will admit, like, I know, again, the Bulls have been awful for the last four years since trading Jimmy. But I thought, like, with the market, with some of the hype and intrigue around the team and the talent level there, I thought they would get a few more national TV games than they did. And I'm surprised they didn't get one home TNT game. I thought maybe at least give them one home TNT game for crying out loud. They got zero. It's kind of bogus. <laughs> Well, you are the guy who noticed the TNT Bulls trend. I feel like it's one of your, it's like part of your legacy as a Bulls blogger. Yeah. But yeah, that is super disappointing. Uh, I'm excited about some of the ESPN games, but yeah, the national TV schedule is weak. I think that you can just take out the NBA TV games. Those games also get broadcast locally too, correct? Right. Yeah, I think so. so. We'll, we'll be able to watch those on NBC Sports Chicago, which broadcasts all the Bulls games. Uh, yeah, disappointing lack of national TV games. The Bulls have to prove it. And, you know, I don't know how reflective the win total over-unders are of, you know, what the Bulls' national reputation is. But the one win total that's out so far on points bet, I believe we talked about this on our last episode, but they're 39 and a half. And I believe that's ninth in the East. They have the Pacers at 43 and a half. They have the Celtics at 47 and a half. Celtics certainly, you know, they got better in the last couple of weeks by signing Dennis Schroeder. Uh, 
that's going to be a team the Bulls are competing for, you know, competing with for playoff position. So pretty disappointing, I think, in general, to see the lack of national TV games. But perhaps it's reflected by the fact that Vegas or just the public in general is not fully ready yet to trust the Bulls. So as you mentioned, perhaps the Bulls do have to win a little bit before we see them getting some real respect. Here, okay, we, let's say we got Caesars just came out with odds in the last day or two, and they have the Bulls up at 41 and a half, tied with the Knicks. The Pacers are a game above them. Look at, let's see, in the East, we have the Nets have the most at 54 and a half, Bucks at 53 and a half, uh, Sixers 51 and a half. Then we have the Heat at 47.5, Hawks, Celtics 46 and a half, Pacers 42 and a half, and then Knicks and Bulls at 41 and a half. So again, that's what, like seventh, eighth? I think that's one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven. Yeah, I mean, that puts them, again, eighth or ninth in the East, which, I mean, I think is totally fair. And this is, uh, given the moves, there's definitely been some, I mean, we've obviously talked ourselves into these moves. We like that they've taken these swings. We understand the pitfalls there, but we think that we see the potential there. But then we also have talked about how the possible downsides, like, and then even if they're, like, still pretty good, like, there are, the East has just improved so much where even if they do take, like, a decent leap with their win total, they could still wind up in that in that lower tier of the East play-in play picture. Uh, honestly, I could see them finishing anywhere from like fourth or fifth and things go really well all the way down to like ninth or tenth. Uh, I know there was, I saw there was that, uh, with like that poll of, I think, scouts and executives or whatever. I can't remember who exactly it was, but like DeMar DeRozan was considered the worst move of the offseason. Uh, and I know a lot of smart people have talked about how they they just didn't like the move, the money that they gave him, like kind of maybe outbidding themselves, uh, basically outbidding or like just bidding against themselves by giving him that much money. So even though we're excited and the Bulls have increased their talent level by a lot, uh, there are still plenty of people skeptical about their ability to take a huge jump and be a legit a legit playoff team. So that, I think that's what is what makes them so in- interesting and intriguing. Like you, you talked about this, just like. They had, they've just been so irrelevant for so long, and now they at least have have some hype around them. They have at least some interesting talent in place, some good players. Just a matter of them actually staying healthy, coming all together, and we'll see if they can like go over that. Like the, those like numbers, like thirty nine and a half and forty one and a half. I'd feel pretty comfortable about betting over on those, but I would understand like if we, like if we're getting up to like the forty four, forty five level, like. And I think we talked about this last time. Like you would probably consider going under, especially which we also talked about. Like they haven't made any more moves to fill out the roster. We're still we're still waiting on the Lowry Markin situation to uh, pan out. Uh, we said we have no. There's been like no movement there. Like basically no new reporting on it. Just still kind of in a holding pattern. And they haven't filled out the rest of the roster yet. So as we we said, there's still maybe a little bit lacking in, in some depth depth spots. Uh, so I can see why that's what there's still some skepticism out there about how good this team will actually be. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, now, I do think they're good. I want to say that they're the sixth best team in the conference. That also does sort of feel like the ceiling, though, to me. Like, it's it's hard for me to envision them being better than the Hawks in the regular season. Now, obviously, like, the big thing that's going to affect the regular season win totals is injuries. So that affects every single season. Obviously, there are teams that really jump up the standings every year. We'll see what the Bulls do to bolster the bench. Paul Millsap's still out there, right? Like, that potentially could be a guy they can add. Uh, the marketing situation, once that gets resolved, I think that you're going to see what the bench really looks like. But to this point, yeah, I think the Bulls need to continue bolstering the bench. They have a really good sixth man in Alex Caruso. Uh, they have two really good lineups being the starters and then another lineup where you sub in Caruso for Pat, slide DeRozan up to the four. But I think they're going to need to bolster the bench to give him more looks. I am really excited about Kobe this year. I think he could be good in a narrow role in his third season, a more narrow role. But he's also missing the whole offseason with a shoulder injury. So that is a bummer, too. What I would love to do, Jason, is just go through the schedule and predict win-loss for each game and see where we come up to. How do you feel about that? <laughs> like doing it right now? I mean, I don't care. Yeah. That's fine. Sure. Why all not? Right. Let's do it, bro. I'm looking for a place where I can copy and paste all these, but I don't really see that. So I guess I'm just going to make a tally here. Uh, Detroit, at Detroit opener. I'm going to say a win. What are you saying? I'll say a win there as well. All right. I, I'm already like looking at this and like feeling confident about them going 3-0 and to start, and they're probably not going to. All right. Are we both saying 3-0 and to start? I let's let's, 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 let's feel real confident and go 3-0. and Okay, so that's just for the listeners to clarify. That's at Detroit. Jason and I are both going wins. Home against New Orleans. Jason and I are both going wins. And they have to kick the Pelicans' ass so we can shut up our boy Shamit, who <laughs> I actually love, but he is just talking mad shit about the Bulls lately. I think he's uh, he's a little bit in his feelings about uh, how much better of an offseason the Bulls had than the Pelicans. <laughs> the Pelicans have Zion, so they do have the ultimate trump card. They got the Hulk. The Bulls don't have that. Uh, but he's been tweeting mad shit about the Bulls. I respect that as someone who's been tweeting mad shit about the Bulls for the last, like, 10 years. Damn right. Up to him. But I hope the Bulls whoop their ass in game two. That would be super satisfying. So we're going at Detroit, both of us W. Home against New Orleans, both of us W. Home against Detroit, both of us W. At Toronto? I'm going to call that an L. Do you want? What are you saying? I was also going to say an L. Even though, like, Toronto, like, we just really don't know what, like, Toronto is going to be this year. But road game, uh like that I they got to take an L at some point so I'd probably go with an L there home against the Knicks I'm I, going w. give me the give me a dub give Beautiful. me that dub uh home against Utah I'll take an L there yeah same okay then the next one is at Boston I'll take an L there I'm going to think these next 3 games we got at Boston at Philly at or home Philly I think they can win I'll I'll go one of those games they win which one I'm not really sure uh, but I see one win out of those three. I, I, I don't want to say like the home road thing. I almost, I see, is that 
let's see that that Boston game. That's not a second of a back to back. I almost say they're going to beat Boston. So you road. got a W against Boston, and then at Philly, I'm going L. You're going L. Yeah, like I said, I think they'll. Yeah, home against Philly, we going LL. I think I'm going to go L all day. I mean, if you if I mean if you think differently, feel like against, I said, I think they win one of these games in this week. Boston against, two against Philly, they go one and two. Okay. I am marking down every single game as win or loss, and we're going to check this at the end of the season to see just how good we did. Fair enough. Uh, home against the Nets, November 8th. I'm going to call that now. Yeah, I probably will too. So I got him on a five-game losing streak. Woof. Home against Dallas, give me a dub. Win. Win. Okay, then the next one is at Golden State. I'm calling that a dub. I will probably say the Warriors that have done out. Clay won't be back yet. Uh, they got whooped in there last year. Oh, God, this is what, what a brutal, I'm not, I don't want to say they're going to go 0 five on this road trip, but, uh, I'm going to say an L on this one. Okay. And then at Clippers, I'm saying a dub. Yeah. I'm going to say they're going to, I'll, I'll, I'll take, yeah, no Kawhi. I know the Clippers are still really good without Kawhi, but I'll take a win in that Clippers game and then an L in that Lakers game the next night. L in the Lakers game. I'm also taking an L in the Lakers game. Then Portland at Portland. I'll give a dub to that. I think the Blazers are f- total frauds. Bulls will smoke them. What are you doing there? I don't know about smoking it, but I will take a win there and then a loss to end the road trip in Denver. And then you're taking a loss to end the road trip in Denver. Uh, I'm taking a win in Denver. Wow. You're All right. Home against the Knicks. I guess I'll call that one an L. I'm going to take a win on that one and then a loss the next night. Uh, and then a loss the next night. Home against Indiana? No, yeah. please. Pacers totally overrated. I'm giving them a dub. <laughs> Jason, right. you're going L. Uh, let's see. At Houston. Win. Easy win at win. Houston. Uh, I had to move my window because it is too far down. At Atlanta. You ran Orlando? Orlando. At Orlando. That should be an easy, easy dub right there, right? Uh, Let's see. Dub, dub. Okay. After Orlando is home against Miami. Back to back. Give me a win on that one. They're going to go out and beat Jimmy. Wow. Not me. I'm taking an L there. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I'm picking them to to win this second back of the back to back and not like the Pacers one. Maybe I'm just thinking second of a back-to-back right after that long road trip. They're just going to be have nothing left. Give me that win over Miami. Home against Charlotte? I'm going out. I'm going to take a win on that one. Okay. And then we got uh, at New York. Wow, a lot of Knicks games early in the season. Gonna, I'll, take an L. I'll take an L for these this Knicks-Nets duo here. Okay. I'm taking a win against the Knicks. We can go L against the Nets. We're both taking an L against the Nets. And then we've got, I don't know, uh, Denver, December 6th. Give me, give me a dub. The home win against Denver. I'll take that one. Okay, I'll take that one too. I'll have them beating uh, Cleveland. At Cleveland, dub, dub. Uh, at Miami, I'll take an L. What do you take? I'll take a loss on that one too. Okay, and then the next one is home against Detroit, December 14th. Give me the dub. Dub, dub. And that's December 14th. Uh, December 16th at Toronto, I'm taking an L. Mm. Yeah. It is the, it's the crafters, Jason. Yeah. Feel free to go dub. 
The Trashers. Uh, I'll, t- I'll take an L on this one, too. Okay. And then home against the Lakers, December 19th. Give me a dub. I, I was like, I'm gonna, I, they're going to grab one of those. I'll take that one. A couple days off, there'll be a, a Sunday matinee. Sunday matinees can also can always be goofy. Let's take the, let's take the dip, W there. Uh, Monday, December twentieth against Houston. Win, dub. win. Uh, next game, the twenty second against Toronto. Give win. Me next game, Indiana. Day after Christmas, I'm going to take an L. I I don't know why. <laughs> I'm going to take a win there and then lose the next night in Atlanta. Lose the next night in Atlanta. I'm agreeing with you there. Then December 29th, home against Atlanta. Win. I'm going to take an L. You're going to take a win. Uh, December 31st Ooh, at New Year's. New Year's Eve. I'm taking a dub against the Pacers. Ooh. Oh, they play New Year's and New Year's Day? Oh, I don't want to have them losing both those games. Let's go with the dub on, fr- on New Year's Eve and then an L on New Year's Day in Washington. I think they're going to beat Washington. I'm not buying Washington. Fair. Right. Orlando, January 3rd. Win. So win-win, that's Jan 3 at Orlando. Uh, the next game is January 7th against Washington. Win. Win, win, beautiful. At Dallas, Oof. January mm. 19, January 9th. I'm taking an L there. Yeah, I think I will too. Double L's? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then we, we oh, home against Brooklyn. Win. National TV game. They're going to show out at home. Win. Wow, I'm taking the loss there, but I love the confidence. Uh, you know, Brooklyn could be missing guys. A win there isn't a totally insane prediction, so I love it, Jason. Friday, January 14th, home against Golden State. They will have Clay back, supposedly, by that point. Hopefully, hopefully, honestly, we want to, we need to see Clay Thompson back. Let me go with a win on this one, and then I'll take an L the next night in Boston. Okay, so I'm going loss against Golden State, and you're going L at Boston. I'll also go L at Boston. I got him on a four-game losing streak currently. At Memphis, this is the Martin Luther King game, uh, Martin Luther King Day game. I'm taking a win, I guess. I think I'm taking L on this one as well. Yeah, not a terrible call. Uh, January 19th, home against Cleveland, dub-dub. Yeah. Okay, then, ooh, at Milwaukee. I'm taking L, L there. At Orlando, I'm saying dub. Win. Uh, At Atlanta the next night, got it, probably got to take a loss there. Back-to-back. I'm taking a loss, too, on the back-to-back. January 26th at Oklahoma City, that's a dub-dub. January 28th at San Antonio, win-win. January 30th, Portland at home, win. 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 Okay, so now February 1st, Orlando. Win. Dub-dub. We're going to mark this down, February 1, Orlando. Uh, then we got at Atlanta, February 4th. Or, I'm sorry, Indiana. at Atlanta, February 4th. Win. I'll take a loss on this one. Jason's taking a loss. So now I got him on a five-game winning streak. Beautiful. Nice. Uh, home against Philadelphia, February 6th. This is the 2.30 game. Give me a W. Uh, I'm going to take an L there. You're going to take a W. Then they're home against Phoenix. I'll take a February loss on this 7th, one. Back-to-back. That feels like a loss. Suddenly, we are at Charlotte, February 9th. Uh, I'm going to take an L here. I don't know. Yeah, I think I will as well. They, the Bulls have handled Charlotte pretty well. Charlotte will be an interesting team this year, obviously, with Lamelo in year two. But, uh, yeah, on the road, 
after that tough home back to back, I'll take an L on that one. Home against Minnesota Friday night, win. February 11th. Win, win. The OKC, next game is win. OKC on a back to back. You can't blow that game. They'll probably lose one of these games they're supposed to win. I'm sure right. they will. Yeah. At San Antonio, let's go win, win. And then uh, the Kings win. So they have that four, those four home games. So I'm taking out the Kings because I think they lose one of these games. Right. So I'm taking an L to the Kings. So then that's the. I got got them on this four game, four game winning streak going into the break. Okay. Now Atlanta at Atlanta after the break. This is at home against Atlanta. I'm taking an L. I think so too. Yeah. Since I got this four game money sheet, I'll probably take an L on this one too. I haven't losing like all these games to Atlanta. I got to find a win from them against Atlanta somewhere. Um, <laughs> I'll take an L Memphis. Too. I'll take a dub on that one. I will take a W there as well. Twenty six. Then at Miami, I'll take an L there. Same. And then the next game would be March fourth. Wow, they got a big break before home ESPN against the Bucks game. I'm win. taking a dub. Win. They haven't beaten the Bucks, I think, in years. It's time. It's time. Please. Don't have Ryan Archie Diacono Guardianis this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not going to be on the team, right? He's, they pulled the qualifying offer. He's definitely gone. Arch? Yeah. Uh, he had, I don't even know. Well, they just declined his team option. He could technically come back on like a minimum deal, but gotcha. uh, I can't imagine he's going to. March 7th at Philadelphia. Loss. 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 Uh, let's see. At Detroit, March 9th. Give oh, me a win. Win. I'm going to have them sweep the Pistons. They suck. Even with Cade. March 12th, Cleveland, dub. Dub, dub? Yeah. At Sacramento, March 14th. That's a dub. Yeah. Uh, this next, is a tough little road trip. Utah, here. March 16th. Woof. I'm calling that now. Yeah, I'm probably going to have them l- losing both these games. I want to pick one of these wins against Utah or Phoenix. I can't do it. I gotta, I'll probably take two L's there. Uh, and then the next game's Phoenix, so you're taking another L there. I'll take an L there as well. Then it's home against Toronto on March 21st. Win. Win, win. That's March 21. Toronto, I'm marking this down. At Milwaukee on the loss. 20th, back-to-back, that feels like an easy schedule loss. L. At New Orleans, middle mm. fingers up to Shamit. That's a, that's a dub. Sure, why not? Let's I'll do go it. with the dub, too. Yeah. Dub in Cleveland. We're going dub, dub in Cleveland. Love it. At Knicks, give me a dub. Give me a, They got to win at least one of the Garden games, so I'll take a W there. Uh, and then we got, let's see, at Washington. Mm, I just, the back-to-backs, that's another, another back-to-back in Washington. I'm taking an L there. I like I don't want to take an L here, but that's like, what, that's a third and four nights. I will take a loss on that one. Okay, now we're in the stretch run. March 31st, home against the Clips. Oh, I'm going to say that's going to be flex to TNT Bulls, and they're going to win that game. Love it. We're going dub-dub on that one. That's March 31 against the Clips. All right, April 2nd, home against Miami. I'm taking an L there. I'm going to take a win. Okay, and then we got Milwaukee, April 5th. Uh, I might take two L's on this one, and then lost the Bucks, lost the Celtics on the back-to-back, and then they win the last two games of the season. Home Charlotte at Minnesota. All right, I'm in agree. I'm in agreement with you there. So, all right, 
Now time for the most exhilarating part of the podcast where I count up how many W's I just wrote down. I'm just going to do this for Jason. We're going to go really quick. Three, four. Feel free to talk about something else, Jason, while I count these W's. I, know, I was going to say, I'm just trying to think of like in my head, like how many I think I came up with. Like, I would hope I came up with like low 40s there, which would make sense. Like maybe 42, 43. Uh, but I'm not sure. So uh, we'll totally see about that. Uh, if I'm going to keep rambling here while you're counting. Uh, I guess I'm psyched not not talking about the Bulls here for a second, but Justin Fields. We'll get to watch him in about an hour and a half, and about two hours. Excited about that. Um, so that'll be fun. Another Bears preseason game. Um, besides that, I would love to see uh, something happen with the Bulls here with their roster. Lowry Mark, and I literally have not seen anything new on him in the last week since like Casey wrote an article. I think the last time we talked on our pod, Casey wrote something. Uh, just like, the Lowry, I just the Lowry thing is just like annoying at this point. But uh, where are you at on this counting? All right, I counted you at fifty wins. Fifty? Oh my god! All right, that's that's a bit maybe a bit aggressive, but that's uh, probably a little <laughs> higher than I think. My my ceiling was like my ceiling. I was thinking was like forty eight. So that's a few above my ceiling. Uh, I mean, I did give them like a few wins where they probably won't win. Like what? Like the. I think they had picked them to win at LA, like the Clippers. Like that's very a decent like like two and three on that on that West Coast trip could easily be zero and five, one and four. Uh, so that, I have them beating the Clippers twice. Got them beating like the Nets that the Nets Bucks like national TV games. We basically ha- we have them sweeping the Cavs and Pistons. They'll probably lose one or two of those games. Like just realistically, like looking at the schedule. Like us being optimistic about just like talent on paper wise, like I see why we say, oh, Cavs and Pistons, like those are games they should win. Uh, they will almost certainly probably not sweep those teams totally. So I can see how I get to fifty, I guess, by just like being overconfident against some of the bum teams, feeling confident about a few of these these national TV games. So uh, what did you end up with? I'm counting them. All right. Counting. Uh, and like them, I think I have them beating Miami like three times out of four. That's probably pretty aggressive. Um, did I like? I know I have them one loss in Miami. I think I have them winning both Miami games at home. I think. All right. Yeah. So I double count. I double checked yours just to make sure because fifty seemed insane. It's correct. Jason Pat predicts fifty wins for the Bulls yes. the day after the schedule is released. <laughs> Aggregate that, everyone. Jason Pad, famous Bulls writer, famous Bulls podcaster, predicts 50 wins for the Bulls. I got him at 45. Okay. So that is your considerations, schedule count. 45 wins, says Ricky. 50 wins, says Jason. Uh, Hell yeah. I mean, I think even 45 wins would be a good season. I'd be thrilled with 45 wins. I know that's like not... To some, that might not sound that exciting, but given the Bulls where they've been for the last four years, that is absolutely, it would be great. That'd be like a 10, based on like last year's win pace, like that'd be like a 10 win improvement. And I think that's a reasonable expectation to have. 50 wins, I don't actually think they're going to win 50 games, but the fact that I just went through and did this, apparently I do think they're going to win 50 games. But like I said, I think a few of those games where I picked wins, I could easily see losses. As I said before, I think my ceiling was generally about 48 uh, just w- like without looking at a schedule. So if they can get this 45 to 48, I think it's doable. I think it's reasonable. 50 is definitely like everything coming together really well. And, uh, and they'd end up probably finishing, what, fourth, fifth, maybe even up in third. Uh, there are obviously with the East being so good or being better, at least on paper. Uh, a couple teams we could see the Bucks, the Nets, 
maybe the Sixers winning up in the sixty in the high fifties to sixty range. So fifty wins might only get you fourth or fifth at this point. But I mean, obviously, if they were able to win that many, it'd be an awesome, fun season. Uh, would set up a great playoff series. But even if they only get to forty five or so, uh, we would hope maybe they could get to like sixth place, stay out of that playing tournament. But either way, uh, that would be a, it. Would be a fun season. So we'll see. For sure, man. Uh, when I looked at the schedule originally, I thought this is going to be an absolute war to get the Bulls to 45 wins. But hey, that's where I had them. You had them a little more optimistically at 50. I love it. Injuries is going to be the big thing. The Bulls don't have a lot of depth on this roster as currently constructed. Uh, hopefully, Karnaschovas can continue to bolster the bench. Hopefully, when the marketing situation resolves itself, the Bulls get a piece or two back out of that. And then they're able to sign, you know, one of the decent remaining free agents. So, I'm in, man. I think it's going to be a really fun year. We got a quick question from Tim. He says, interesting to know how Vegas has been on the Bulls on over-under in the past. Yeah, like, how is how have the Bulls done against their season win total in terms of over or under in the past uh i'm not sure we should track that we'll talk about it next episode yeah i mean i'm trying to i think like i've done like over under bets uh with my friend you know chris we do over under bulls win bets we set our own lines we don't really base it on we kind of base it on vegas but usually i've sometimes gone like a little higher and i feel like last year i won because i think they won 31 games last year right with a 31 and 41 like, I think we I think we set it at like thirty and a half, and I think that's right around with. I think the Bulls were like high twenties. I think that, I I think I can't remember what they were set at set at last year. I think I think last year they were right around where Vegas set them. Obviously, the years before that they were they ended up I think much lower when they won what twenty seven games a couple years ago. Uh, and obviously that season was shortened, but I'm pretty sure that they were on track to finish lower. And then the year before that, they only won 22 games. The year before that, they won, I guess the first year of the rebuild, they probably ended up being around that number, or maybe even higher, because that first year of the rebuild, they were expected to be awful, and they somehow got the 27 wins. They were still bad. Uh, definitely look into that more. I could probably look back at some of the old stuff I've written about Bulls betting lines, and we'll figure that out. But yeah, I think I think this year, I'm pretty, obviously, based on what I'm looking at the schedule, I think they should finish higher higher than these earlier lines. We'll see where the money goes in. We'll see if those, as the season gets closer, we'll see if those lines, uh, those win totals start ticking up. Uh, I kind of think they will, because I kind of think like at 39 to 40, 41, I think like people, I think people will come in on the over for the bulls more, but again, we'll see. We'll, we'll, and we'll see over the next month or so before training camp starts. All right, Jason, I got nothing else for this one. So you can do yeah, it. That's, that's a wrap for me as well. My, so my parents are coming over in a little bit, uh, doing some, uh, my dad's bringing me a lawnmower. Got to get all that set up. Uh, do Homeowner, baby. New house. So exciting little Saturday planned here. But uh, uh, yeah, we needed to talk about this bull schedule. So I wanted to fit this in. Thank you for uh, the people who listened. Uh, hopefully uh, this will be up on our podcast feed later. I know we've had some issues with green room pods in the past. I'm hoping those issues are fixed and this will be up later. Uh, otherwise, like I said, we'll, we'll be back next week. Uh, to talk about we'll see if anything happens with Lowry with with the roster in general but thanks again everybody for listening shout out to Blue Wire Network as always Uh, and we'll talk to you guys next time whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top notch performance 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.